Hello and welcome to Well Played, an educational podcast on bringing the joy back into both learning and teaching. Here we dive into the mechanics of joy and see just how we can turn those gears in our classroom. See students' creativity skyrocket, confidence grow, and all with joy in their hearts. Today we have a very special guest with us, author of Ditch That Textbook and Ditch That Homework, Matt Miller. Uh, Welcome, Matt. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. Ah, I'm super excited to have you. I mean, what a I mean, you are a prolific blogger, author, presenter. I mean, just all around idea guy. So super excited to have you on the show. Well, thanks. Yeah, I don't know. It's I bet you probably feel like it's easy to run out of words sometimes, but they always seem to come from someplace. <laughs> well, today, Matt and I are going to dive into kind of an end of the semester culmination review game. Uh, we figured this would be a perfect time, perfect topic here as we close out the actual fiscal year of 2017. Yes. So, Matt, uh, first of all, like, you taught Spanish, right? Yes, high school Spanish. High school Spanish, and I teach sixth grade world history for those tuning in for the first time. Um, and all just a brief little commercial here for, for both our stuff. In the show notes, there's going to be links to Matt's website, an article, you know, any articles that we happen to discuss, we'll post those down there. Uh, same with my website, Explore Like a Pirate, that'll, there'll be links there and, you know, other various things. So check out the show notes, there's probably going to be a lot from this session. So, uh, so Matt, when you taught Spanish, did you do kind of this, 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 uh, this notion, this end of the year review or end of the semester review, some big culmination thing that's more than just a unit? Yes, yes, actually I did. Um, you know, I've been really big on review games ever since I started teaching. My very first year teaching, um, I started using this review game that I like to call Trash Get Ball, which was a combination of a trash can that we would shoot a ball into when you'd get questions right. Uh, pick that one up from my eighth grade math class, shout out to uh, Mrs. Staten back at Northridge Middle School. Uh, picked that up when I was a student myself. And um, so I, I've been doing review games ever since I started teaching. And um, yeah, one of these years, we were getting ready for the end of the semester. And um, it just happened to be a Summer Olympics year. And I was thinking, what can I do to kind of like what can I do to get kids a little bit more into a little bit more pumped up for, uh, getting ready for final exams. And so this, um, this thing that I, I ended up calling my epic Spanish Olympics review, uh, was born. And so, yeah, it basically kind of like pulled together all of these different review games that we did, uh, into one big ongoing competition. And there was a medal count and there was a walk-in, um, actually here, let me give you kind of a preview of what this was like, because just as soon as the bell would ring and the kids had been coming in, they would start to hear this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like that song that that's called uh, Bugler's Dream, I guess. 
And um, yeah, this is the this is the song. And so they we would play that as as the kids were walking in. And yeah, it was it was a lot of a lot of fun doing doing all of this. And I'd never done anything like this before. Just kind of like tried it off the top of my head, and it ended up being a huge hit. Yeah, and doing just even adding that <laughs> that music element, right? I, I just like you can't not hear that and have your body even respond i mean it's like yeah. in us to hear that and and feel like we're about to do something epic yes. uh, and i think yeah. that sometimes just adding those little elements really can amp up uh any experience but so then you you framed this review around the the theme of the olympics you added in the trappings of the music uh you had multiple events yes yeah the events were kind of like the big deal of the whole thing actually yes what were they like okay well um see we we had all of these different review games that we would play all throughout the year and of course you know just doing review in and of itself is kind of a chore for for kids you know me teaching high school spanish there was a lot of going back over vocabulary and learning grammar rules and all of that and if we just reviewed with worksheets or with asking questions in class or something you know you can just see the kids heads slumped <laughs> against their hands and you know the like drool coming out of the corner of their mouth as they're falling asleep and i mean it just can be kind of dreadful if you don't have a good package to to package the whole thing in and so um <laughs> review games were kind of my way to avoid that drool you know that was my way so um so what we did was we set up this epic olympics review and there were all these different events and we put kids into teams and instead of it just being uh, teams for this one particular day they stayed in that same team through the whole thing and now, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have heard you talk about or I've seen it in your book or your blog or something about how there's a different sort of when you're playing games in having a team for that one particular day versus being in a team for the long haul, right? Yeah, I definitely write about that in my book about the, the value of sort of sustained groups for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I was I was seeing that for the first time, too. So so we we set these up and then we started playing some of these um, these games. And so the the events, uh, the first one was my my signature trash get ball game, which was so much fun. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of looking back at my blog post. That I wrote, wrote about this and I said, I'm from Indiana. Basketball is life. You know, so, <laughs> you know, what do you expect? So we would set up a trash can at the end of one room. We had lines for the different amounts of points that you would get for making the basket. And there were three teams. And we would ask a question. And if your team got the question right, you got to shoot. If you made the basket, you got extra points in addition to the point that you got for the question. But then you could go further back on the um, on the line. So you could go as high as like five, I think you get like five points for making one from the door. So it was like shooting it all the way across the room. And of course, some of the kids, that's all that they wanted to do is just shoot it across the room, you know? And um, the thing I loved about this game was that over time, the more years that I played it, we started to adapt these rules. So these um, the, the kids would create... They, they would ask me about making new rules. So one time it was like, hey, what if I bounce it in? What would you give me if I bounce it in? I was like, I don't know. 
what do you think? And then we talked about it and we decided that that would be double points. If you could bounce it in, you could get double points. And then they were asking, well, what if, what if I bounce it off of the chalkboard? Then what would I get for that? And I was like, I don't know, maybe we should do double points for that too. But okay, so so what if I bounce it off the chalkboard <laughs> and then it bounces off the ground and then it goes in? Would I get quadruple points? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Of course you would get quadruple points. So all of these like rules continued to come up. And so they would shoot the they would get the questions right. And of course now there's this huge, huge premium on getting the questions right. Because if you don't get the question right, then you can't shoot the shot. So they had to be on the ball with their content, which was great. I mean, that, that was the whole reason that I did it, you know? So they had to really know their stuff. And so then, you know, all of a sudden it becomes this, this huge competition. And, um, yeah, so, so trash ball was kind of like the, the first big event. That's awesome. I love in your story's description, one, you can hear your own excitement. So right, something, yeah. I, something I always talk about is with the gamified class and adding these sort of intentional game design, you get fired up as the educator, you know, so mm -hmm. that that's just one huge piece. And then from your story, you can hear the minds and gears of the students grinding out this game as they try to figure out new and better ways to play the game new ways to sort of push the rules or bend the rules or make new rules. And I think that that's cool that a game like that and a classroom like yours was allowing students to feel the responsiveness of not only the game, but, but actually of, of your teaching, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, along with this game, um, in, in this blog post that I wrote, I actually have a kind of like a, a classroom layout for how you could set up trash get ball in your classroom. So if anybody's listening to this and they can't picture exactly what it would look like, if you go to the show notes for this episode and you go over to my blog post, I have a Google drawings classroom layout so that you can actually see how you can set up your class for trash get ball. Awesome. I You're happen, welcome. I happen to just click on it. It is rather hilariously awesome and a very yeah. good good post and a good diagram. So uh, thank you. Make sure you guys check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, that was Trash Ball. That was the, the first game. And the neat thing about it was, of course, the team that won Trash Ball, they got points um, towards this. You know, I, I kind of thought of it as kind of like the medal count, you know, you're doing, uh, the Olympics and you've got the, the medal count to see who's, which country has the most medals. And so if you won trash get ball, if your team was the winner, you got five points towards all of that. If you were in second place, you get three points. And if you're third place, you only get one point. And so that was that whole day was playing trash get ball. And so then they would come back the next day, there would be a leaderboard up on the screen and then, of course, you know, after they got back in, we would go right back. Yeah. Back to the music. So the music would be back. And then um, then we would go into the second game. Do you want me to jump into that now? Yeah, let's check it out. Let's hear it. I'm sure we all want to hear this. Yeah. Okay. So this was another this was another neat game for um, this was really great for vocabulary review. And it was something that I called Row Wars. And so here's kind of how this worked. We would divide it up. We would divide the group or sorry, the class up into these um, kind of like smaller teams. Uh, a lot of times there were like three or four players on a team. 
Oh no, except that we had the the entire we had like three running teams. So then we had to divide them into sub teams. It doesn't make any sense the way that I'm explaining it right now. But again, if you go over to the blog post, I've got kind of a chart that explains how we divided them into these sub teams. Um, anyway, the idea behind Row Wars was that they had these um, pieces of paper, and see. I, my, my blog is kind of all about using digital tools and technology and everything. This was all just pieces of paper. <laughs> we were going totally analog on this. So, um, it would have five blanks. And so I would ask them for definitions for five words. And what would happen is the paper would start at the front desk. And as soon as I said, go, the person that had that paper would define one word and hand it behind them. All right. Second person would define a second word, hand it behind them to the third person. Third person would define a word and then hand it back up. And so now we've had three words defined out of five. Now there's only two blanks left. And so the person, the middle person, the second person has to define one more and then they hand it back up to the person in the front. And there's extra pressure on the person in the front because there's only one word left. And they have to define it. There's no choice. So then here comes more strategy into this game. Where do we put our players? And usually they would decide that the stronger player goes in the front because they have to, they must define that last word. And the weaker player would go in the back because they only have to define one word. But then some of them would kind of mix it around. And so there was, I mean, again, the gears were grinding. There was more of this going on. And so then they would have to run up to the front of the class and set this paper down on a chair that was out in front of them. And you got extra points for being first done, second done, third done, so on and so forth. But then you would also get points for correct answers. So I would go through and I would grade all of their papers really, really quick. And then I would put, we would have a running leaderboard up front. And so after the first round was over, then they had to shuffle their debt or shuffle their players and their desks. And then we would do it again and do it again and do it again until eventually we tallied up the leaderboard and we figured out who the winner was. And then we added that to the medal count. So that was kind of like round two of the Olympics. That sounds awesome and epic. And the thing I like (laughs) there is, I mean, you got a lot of different mechanics going on, but you got, that's, that's definitely a, team involvement uh as a as opposed to like a singular involvement that's the whole team interacting at the same time working together mm-hmm. grinding it out mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you have some things that students would be familiar with in terms of like some reality tv shows like i can totally see something like that in a master oh, yeah. sort of setup so yeah um for them to all of a sudden sort of feel like they're in the Olympics or in one of these TV shows. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that just transports them and gets them excited. And all the while you're just doing end of the semester review game with them. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, my team and I this year, uh, going into the, the winter break here, the, um, decided to throw together a very large, whole grade level um we just called it a quiz bowl but we tried to make it as epic as we could so we took the whole grade mixed them all together so it wasn't by period or anything like that we mm-hmm. threw out our schedule so anytime they had any of our core classes we were we were in this huge common space and we had all these various rounds some of them were your traditional kind of question and answer round 
we did some minute to win it challenges where teams had to work oh, together yeah. to yeah. do those things. So there was like team building. They each team had to come up with team names, a flag, uh, some team rules that they would abide by, um, which I thought was kind of cool to start the whole event off. And we played throughout the day and kids just had a wonderful last day. Uh, and at the same time, we hit so many great components from reviewing all the stuff we did from English, science, math, social studies, foreign language, as well as all sorts of team building stuff. What a great way to go into the holiday season. What a great mm -hmm. like feeling to leave on. And I think when we get back to school, what a great feeling to pick up on as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, I know from my experience that um, whenever they had those, those groups and they started to have that ownership and, um, you know, once you've got that, that bond with your team and you're working together on a common goal, I mean, that's, that's kind of powerful. And I know, um, you know, I, I heard, um, Jane McGonigal talk once who, um, are you familiar with Jane McGonigal, Michael? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's done a lot of research on how um, on the power of games, especially on the brain. And she cited some sort of research that said that you can get as much um, team bonding, you know, like between people on a team from playing a game of rock band together as you can just about anything else. And so the, the point that she was saying was that there is research that shows the power in playing a game together with even like complete strangers. And then all of a sudden now you've got this this connection. So, um, you know, I, I know obviously I'm kind of preaching to the choir here uh, <laughs> to the folks that are listening to this. But if you ever needed more, um, you know, more proof that the, the power of games is worth it, then I think that's a little bit more of it. Yeah, no, you you are so right that the the power games bring people together. Uh, here it is, the holiday season tomorrow. It's my job, believe it or not. I mean, can you believe this? It's my job to bring several games for my family to play at Christmas Eve. Uh, why would they ask you to do that? I don't know it why. Make like, any why, sense. why me? Yeah, that's right. Because I, I maybe have... you can learn something out of this experience. <laughs> well. Nonetheless, I'm super excited to bring over there a bunch of games and like just have this shared experience with them. And we do it every Christmas Eve. We have like a game night as a family and all get together. And it's just a fun way to like connect and share and, and, and bond. So embedding that into the classroom, uh, especially at sort of the points that we're talking about in the year, these, these sort of end of the semester or end of a quarter, something that's big, something that much like your your theme of the Olympics that only happens every four years, you know, like same thing. This isn't a every unit sort of thing. This isn't every four unit sort of thing or every mm -hmm. six mm -hmm. unit thing. You know, like by the time you get to the end of the quarter or semester, uh, and I think there's real value in having those uh, rally points. These things that are in the distance that you can kind of build anticipation around, build excitement around. I know for our end of the semester game, we made our own team flag for the teachers and we like started to put it as our computer backgrounds. We started to put it outside our door and we didn't explain to the students what it was. Um, mm. And it just built this like 
layer of anticipation and excitement. And then we started to talk about hinting at what was going to happen on that last day of school, that it was going to be super awesome. It was going to be this epic like thing and, but, but didn't describe it in full detail. And kids just got all fired up like (laughs) to, to basically take a bunch of quizzes. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's, I mean, if you, if you look at it from kind of like a teaching and learning standpoint, just in a vacuum, what is it? It's, like you said, it's a bunch of quizzes. It's questions, you know? And if you told the kids ahead of time, hey, we're going to have this day and you're going to take a bunch of quizzes all day, they, they wouldn't be having it, you know? It'd be no. like the the attendance on that day would be rotten, you know? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. But it all has to do with the way that you package it, doesn't it? I mean, it's the way that you set things. And this, this plays perfectly into what you talk about in your book. And, to, you know, teach like a pirate is the same way. It just talks about the packaging that you put around. Around. And I remember when I set up this epic um, Spanish class Olympics review game, I remember looking at this and there was a little bit of me that was going, this is the dumbest, cheesiest thing I think I have ever come up with. Are the kids even going to go for this? And then the day that I, I brought it out, I play this music and they're all just kind of like giving me the side eye like, what in the world is he doing? And I started to explain to him what we were doing. And all of a sudden I could see it on their faces. And it was like, I finally, I had given them something that they could get excited about that was different. It was, I mean, it was, I was willing to try something different from what they saw in all of their other classes. And it totally, totally worked. Yeah. I mean, that's such a huge payoff uh, for us educators. I think when we try these game mechanics when we try these big epic reviews or whatever um the payout is in the student's response and from what i've seen just about every time we try something like this Mm -hmm. even if the activity itself sort of fails the if it makes any sense the attempt doesn't fail like yeah the, the students validate that like you're trying something different and and they liked the difference you know, I'm, I'm not saying every game mechanic I ever used worked, but right. you know, it, the kids always sort of responded well and they liked yeah. it. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Um, tell me if this has ever happened to you where you teach a, a lesson or you, you, like you said, pull in some sort of game mechanic and you're trying something a little bit different in class and you feel like it's blown up in your face. And we've all been there. You know, I mean, or if we, maybe if we haven't been there, then maybe we need to try some different stuff. But, <laughs> you know, we've been there and we have those classes where we're going, man, this was a total disaster. I mean, this was like they probably didn't get anything out of it. And then if you ask kids or sometimes if they come up and tell you, they say, you know, the one thing I really remember from this lesson was this. And they tell you something that you didn't have in your plans to talk about, or it was sort of a little tangent that you got off on, or it was some little piece of the lesson that you didn't even think about. And I think that whenever that happens with me, it always reminds me that the things that kids learn from our lessons aren't always the things that we think that we're teaching them. And sometimes that's the stuff that comes off. So even if, you know, for me, even if the epic Spanish class Olympics review was a total disaster, then kids may have come away with something or, you know, another crazy lesson that I tried where, you know, I'm 
dressing up as something or I'm trying to get them to come up with their own game or something. They come up with they they come up with their own lessons sometimes that they've learned that that we don't even realize that we're teaching them. Yeah. I mean there's there is a bit of like learning through osmosis with games that there's just a whole lot of challenge that's around the game itself. Mm-hmm. And so just being in the game environment can tend to to have many teachable moments that are far I shouldn't say far and above the content. The content is super important as well, but it can be equally uh, valuable, I should say, maybe not over and above. Right. But uh, so unfortunately is already like time for reflection time. What? Uh, I know. Like time, time flies. It just yeah. zooms right by. Um, we'll have to have you on again sometime and, I'm sure we have a million topics we could chat about, Matt. Oh, yes, absolutely. So today's quote tries to go with this idea of an end, you know, like end of the semester, big review. So I found a quote that I thought worked with with the end. You ready for it? I think so, yeah. So here's the quote. At the end of the day, let there be no excuses, no explanations, no regrets. How does that strike you for our topic here, either in, in terms of the review or in terms of the games or in terms of the students? Man, see, that's that's really hard for me because I'm the kind of person who second guesses myself a lot. It's something that I've had to battle and just personally, but also as a teacher. And I'll look at something like, you know, like, like the example we've been talking about here, I'll look at this, um, epic Spanish class Olympics review, or I mean, anything else, you know, pirate-ish that, that I do in my, my class. And I'll have that like nagging doubt in the back of my mind and I'll go, yeah, but you didn't do this. And with this, I might be going, yeah, but probably a lot of those questions were, low level, you know, low on Bloom's taxonomy, low on depth of knowledge, could have been a higher order thinking, and I'll have those those nagging doubts. But really, in the end, the thing that thing that I think I have to remind myself, and I hope that maybe somebody will will take from this, is that in the end, we really do the best that we can do for kids. And where where we think maybe we we lack, where we might have some regrets, you know, it, it's totally made up for in some of the amazing parts that, that come with it. So I think in, in the end, it all sort of balances out. I don't know. That's, that's sort of where my mind goes on, on that quote. No, that's good for me. Uh, so it says at the end of the day, let there be no excuses, no explanations, no regrets. Um, for our topic today, that strikes me as what I want my students to leave with. I want them to feel like they left nothing on the table. Mm. I often talk to my students about, you know, leaving a legacy and doing their absolute best that they get one chance of being a sixth grader. Like this is it. I mean, I know 180 days sounds like a lot, but in the course of your life, that is nothing. So, you know, what are you going to do to bring your best today? And, Mm -hmm. you know, 
I try to get them to realize too that every day works towards that end goal. So if we had this big epic thing that this rally point that kids know about this this Olympic event that happens at the end of the year or the end of the semester and trying to encourage them that even today works towards that end day. So like be your best today so that mm-hmm. in the end let there be no excuses, no explanations, no regrets. I really like that. Yeah. Yep, that's that's awesome. Very good. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Matt, for joining us. This is your first time on Well Played. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been it's been good. I I appreciate you coming on. Can I leave your uh, listeners with one one thing here, kind of at the end? Definitely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm shameless. I just had to do it. <laughs> that's awesome uh for the listeners you gotta check out matt's website which is ditchthattextbook.com for all sorts of stuff follow this guy on twitter it's his twitter handle is at j matt miller uh this will all be in the show notes but i know a lot of you guys check this out on itunes and whatnot and Never see the show notes, so make sure you jot those things down, ditch that textbook, textbook.com, and at J. Matt Miller. Um, again, once again, thanks, Matt, for coming on. Of course, yeah, it's my, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And everybody else, don't forget to check out explorelikepirate.com for all sorts of other ideas, vlogs, blogs, and podcasts. Subscribe to my new YouTube channel. There's all sorts of stuff going on there. It's amazing. (laughs) I really love putting those things together. So thanks for listening. It is an honor having you listen, learn, and play with us each and every week. Enjoy your week, and can't wait to see you in 2018.